everybody. Welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I'm Robert Scrapanito, your features editor. Andrew Rotten, editor-in-chief. Village Doggett, site founder. Andrew Stretch, the boomerang editor. Oh, it's coming back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best way for a boomerang to work. Otherwise, I'd just be the stick editor. <laughs> Do you know how to throw a boomerang stretch? They um, teach you that in like elementary school there, right? That's like his class. Yeah, well. That's like kindergarten. They start you real early. To school, you need to you need to get your ride, and instead of like flagging a taxi, you just boomerang a uh, boomerang a kangaroo, and then you hop in the mucus patch, and then you ride to school. Mm. Uh, You just confirmed all everything I thought about Australia. Yeah, see, I always thought the boomerang came back to you naturally, but now it's a kangaroo who delivers it back to you. Is that my understanding now? Well, you have to throw it in such a way that it spins off their neck and then comes back Mm. to you. It's like horseshoes, but there's a catching element to it. Right. God, could you imagine if a horseshoe came back to you? (laughs) Ruin your day. Yeah. Horseshoes a lot more dangerous. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about the PSVR 2. It is finally out, and it is in some of our hands. Uh, we're also going to talk about Atomic Hearts, because that's a game that is out there that you can play. Uh, <laughs> but first, let's dive a bit into the state of play that Sony showed off last week, because there's a few interesting things that I think we want to highlight. Uh, one thing that really stood out to me is that Baldur's Gate, a, a historically PC-focused video game, announced its release date by also confirming it's having a PS5 release at a Sony State of Play event. So Baldur's Gate 3 will hit 1.0 on August 31. And it's also coming to Xbox at some, at some point. At some point. Someday. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think that the developer's exact words were, we're not playing that exclusivity game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, apparently they're having some trouble getting the game to work on the Series S in a way that they feel is, you know, launch worthy. Specifically for for split screen, right? Yeah, split screen is the problem, I think they said. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense because that's the part that usually, like, I played Baldur, or not Baldur's Gate, Divinity Original Sin on console. And when you split screen, that's usually when you're most likely to tank your performance. Yeah. So totally understandable. Normally when I go split screen, I support or DPS. Mm, I get that. (laughs) (laughs) It is interesting. I think it's the first time a big game was talked about the Series S being a bit of a problem Mm. for development. Because I know Microsoft says like you have to have both ready to go. You can't just pick and choose. But And we're not going to come to Series S. They're like, no, you got to like, it's got to be in the meet the standards there also. Right. So. Whereas you don't really have that problem with PS5 because there's only the di- the disc version and the no disc version. Right. Both have the same horsepower. So that's right. Yeah. I mean, and even then, we keep hearing rumors that there's going to be some uh, there's going to be some uh, exterior disc option that will come at some point in the future that will mm. let you turn your digital into a disc version. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, sounds- we've definitely been seeing with game releases. I know that. Uh, not Far Cry. What's the what's the big explosion? Uh, Just Cause. Mm. I know people had some had some big issues with Just Cause on the Series X, uh, Series S, um, and it makes sense in split screen, which is, uh, you know, from my understanding of how split screen works in video games, it's not like you just like have 
the multiple cameras, you're like re-rendering everything twice. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that something that you might just think simply is of, oh, well, it's just a second camera. It's like, there's a, there's a lot that goes on there. Yeah, you're kind of uh, almost running two instances of the game within a game, mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah. yeah, and that's, I mean, that's also why we see people talking about how intensive uh, ray tracing is because mm -hmm. of like the way that that's also like technically like rendering things again. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it, yeah. for such a small feature that you would take for granted, it's crazy how much overhead adding a, a functional split screen is to a game. Mm -hmm. You're telling me yeah. there's not just an add split screen button? <laughs> yeah, just, it's right. That's just community. how it works, right? Yeah, it's right next to the fix bugs um, toggle that they mm -hmm. just you know sometimes forget to hit before they hit ship. Right, because yeah. game dev is so easy; anyone can do it. Um, Truly, yeah. I do find it kind of funny that they need to come out and say that they're not playing the exclusivity game because I feel like that's kind of like a, a barometer of just how how some some people can be about their their game purchases where they're like Xbox better. PlayStation better, you know, like they need to come out and say this just to assuage anything, which feels so silly. Well, and they probably also don't want to be a part of the whole, you know, Xbox, Sony, yeah, legal fight don't, at the don't moment. Don't use just this as evidence in your yeah. court case. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming We're to everything. The real question is when is the Switch version coming? Yeah. 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 I need split screen on that. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, it it is kind of like I I get the idea of you want to release the exact same game that you have on Series S versus Series X, but this will have to be something that Microsoft does address if we're going to expect this generation to continue for six seven years. Yeah, there will have to be yeah. a point that they say, okay, fine, there can be some stuff like that is not just graphics and RTX there will have to be some things that you are allowed to say does not exist on the series S version of the game. Cause mm -hmm. also if people really want that, that could also be a valid push for Microsoft to be like, well, if you, if you buy the disc and put the disc in, then uh, you can stream it the X version from game pop. Uh, yeah. From game cloud game streaming. Yeah. Hmm. That's Although what I'm saying. Will, yeah. will this S just become the? All right. Well, we'll just let you stream them then. Mm -hmm. Use the X Cloud stuff. Um, right. I think it also brings up the question of like how how much does it not work on the S? You know what I mean? Like, are we just talking? We go down to 20 FPS, or does it just like crash the game? You know, I feel like there, there's got to be a certain threshold at some point where Microsoft has to maybe think: Are we okay with this bad of a performance on the S versus the X? In in Larian's comment, they stated that they have a working version, but it's just that the performance isn't where they want it to be. So I think yeah. that it's more of like a things get choppy, uh, yeah. you know, the graphics get hazy, but like playable. But whether mm -hmm. that's playable in house, playable or playable, we want to we want to put this out in yeah, the yeah, consumer's hands. product we want you to purchase. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Maybe just I'm like sure cyberpunk it. it. <laughs> I'm sure that they have specific targets they must meet to, mm -hmm. to come on there. For sure. 
But I mean, as someone who has been looking forward to this since I caught the Divinity Original Sin, you know, like addiction, I guess. Baldur's Gate 3 hitting 1.0 for August 31 is very exciting. Yeah. I it's kind of funny that they gave us the release window at first, right? Which is just August. Yeah. And now it's like the very last day yeah. of August. <laughs> we're <laughs> like, sticking like, to August, room. <laughs> we're sticking to it. Yeah, just the very last day. Uh, coming out at 11:59 p.m. Should be great. It's one of those games where I've kind of avoided all the like betas and the like, class stuff that you could do. So I just want to play it. I don't want to like do it in chunks. Yeah, I played comes. the early access when it first came out just to get like a feel for it. But then I told oh, myself I'm not yeah. going to play anymore because like mm. I'm going to replay the stuff anyway. But like probably better, you know, in 1.0. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm. I've never played a Baldur's Gate game before. Um, that this is one that I'm looking forward to to picking up, uh, maybe even seeing like you know I'm a I'm a big D and D player, and I've played some of like the D and D video games, but I always mm. find it harder to get into when it's when it's a video game um, that it just doesn't have that level of freedom. Um, you know, you've got like the pre written things that your characters can say versus everything um, that. Uh, you know, but I'm hoping with good multiplayer that that might be something that I'm able to like maybe see if my wife is interested in playing as well because she's also an avid D&D player. Yeah. Uh, like, I think based on my time in the early access, like a very first one. So this is like, what, a year and a half old yeah. impressions. Um, I mean, I doubt you're going to get the same freedom uh, in terms of story as you can with yeah. tabletop because in tabletop, you can literally just say like, okay, I'm about to fight the big bad. The DM just did their monologue and I'm just going to say, hey, I'm going to retire and be a farmer actually. Bye. You, know, you can do whatever you want, right? <laughs> yeah. I doubt you can do that in this game, but in terms of the yeah, combat, of I do think the combat is going to give you what you're looking for because it, it, it counts for like move action versus attack action. There's like shoving, there's jumping. You can like shove your teammates to a better position so that way they can mm -hmm. like execute better, that sort of stuff. Um it's not grid based. It is still like free form. Uh, yeah. So like, I think movement is based on action points, which translates to like feet, like how many feet yeah. you can move. But I, I think for the combat, at least it's going to deliver what you're looking for. Yeah. Cool. I think mm -hmm. speaking of like the free formness and stuff for non major characters, like I understand you've got to have like a main overarching plot line that is consistent, but for like, smaller side quests and stuff or can a game like boulders gate might actually be a a good use of like ai chat is that wrong to mm -hmm. say no get the I fuck could, out of here i could see that right oh. now you need to leave <laughs> I well mean, hey, imagine if, having me on. <laughs> preston garvey from fallout 4 was an ai chat bot i feel like that would make him more interesting yeah just instead of well there's another settlement it was just like mm -hmm. Oh man, we've been having a fucking week. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just gave him more flavor, and I, I could see that. I mean, I feel like small side quest stuff using AI yeah. for it could be neat. Yeah, like I, you know, I definitely would prefer the crafted, uh, the crafted major plot line. But yeah, like instead of getting a go hunt five wild boar in this regular ass dungeon or something. If that could be, you know, a bandit and bandit has their own goals and you can actually convince the bandit to join your uh, candy, candy corn empire 
Uh, because that's what you plan to do. And you can fall in love mm -hmm. with the robot. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I'm curious to see if they will be able to get Series S to work. Because if they don't, does that just mean the Series X version also doesn't come out and we're just kind of sitting there with like Xbox people can just not play the game? You know, I didn't get the vibe that it was that dire. It was just like, hey, we got some shit to figure out. Mm, fair. Yeah. So we'll see. August 31, Baldur's Gate 3 comes out, confirmed at a Sony event. But that, you know, hey, works for me. Uh, that's always that's always one of my most fun things about these specific console events or even stuff like the PC gaming show. So we'll have the big flashy trailer. They'll show the end slate with like the website and the release window and just like the single company logo down the bottom. And then it's like playing whack-a-mole for the next 30 minutes of like, okay, press releases come out. What's actually exclusive? What's non-exclusive? What's timed exclusive? And just kind of getting a getting a read for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess this one just hits me weird in a way because like Baldur's Gate just feels like such a PC release like it'd be like if they revealed the next civilization game at this playstation event like that would feel really <laughs> weird you know like, yeah. you tell me I you don't play civ with a controller you you can you sure as hell can Go like an uh, atari joystick single joystick yeah. and a button go for that's it that's kind of all you need that's what a mouse is basically it's true joystick <laughs> and a button yeah uh, the other big thing from the state of play, because they dedicated a third of it to this, is uh, Rocksteady's Suicide Squad, which we've known about for a while. Uh, you know, information on it has been kind of, you know, here or there for a good while, but this is the first time we're getting just, you know, a full dedicated, you know, thing to it. We're seeing some gameplay, some cutscenes, some story. Uh, how, how's everyone feeling about, about, this uh, battle pass gear score live game live service game games of the service people feeling good i was questioning a little bit why they just kept showing crackdown 3 gameplay uh, uh, and then well, i realized we, that it was uh, Harley saints, row, saints row 3 is what we were saying yeah. saints row it was saints row gameplay <laughs> Saints Row right, 4, the, the remaster, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Saints Row 4 mixed with Crackdown 3. Yes. Uh, Starring Harley Quinn. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's kind of hard to be excited about this one, huh? Just after all of, these years of serv live service games. Yeah. It's got a lot of Marvel's Avengers stink all over it. Mm -hmm. For better, I mean, for fair or not, it does. For, yeah. For those for those who want a superhero live service game you know that's that's really great that right as avengers is shuttering down its service that they can just hop right over to uh to suicide squad and you know it's great that the company has planned all of uh, you know rocksteady has been like yeah we're gonna have extra missions and new characters and this that that will be released post-launch after you've had a chance to play the full game um and i'm just worried that they're tying themselves into some large plan um and what agreements may be in place where they have a game that underperforms and undersells and then they've just got to keep supporting it yeah yeah yeah. yeah, I think 
what hits me a little weird with it is like i agree you know the idea that like yes avengers is ending and now suicide squad is picking up that torch for better or worse but at least with avengers like tony stark didn't use an assault rifle he was still yes <laughs> he didn't have the iron man with a gun yeah he was doing iron man things like consistently his basic yeah. attacks were still like shooting the laser beam Thor, right captain Thor america just throws mjolnir away and grabs an ar-15 and <laughs> fuck this hammer i don't need this with a flaming uh, skin on it of course exactly right and like i yeah. get that the suicide squad heroes or anti-heroes aren't as super powered and super juiced as like the hulk and iron man and captain america and thor but yeah. like there's something that does feel kind of weirdly soulless about like no matter who you play you have to give a shit about your guns and all the guns can be unique but they're all the same kind of too Every assault rifle is going to be an assault rifle. Just this one has a bigger number, so it does more damage. Have fun. Did you, you know, did you catch the scale of those numbers as well? It wasn't like, well, I've got my, I've got my assault rifle that is a ten power, and it's going to go to an eleven. But they're like, oh, this gun's range is seven thousand eight hundred to eight thousand four hundred, and it's like, what? Why is the math so large? What is going on? Yeah, it's probably just big numbers for the sake of big numbers. Why is Captain Boomerang not using boomerangs? What he the does. fuck? He does to he, pour around. He does, yeah. but he's ma- like they give him an assault rifle as his I main know, weapon. That's what, what? that's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Like Harley Quinn's whole thing is like the bat. And instead it's like fuck yeah. the bat. Well, yeah. yeah. But it's just <laughs> No, no, no. She did that in one of the movies. there's it's it's so weird there's a really great way to have like hulk and a king shark analog to have the boomerangs have a higher damage output but a similar rate of fire to maybe a uh, semi-auto pistol um Mm. to have harley with hammer you know her hammer or bat a la Thor kind of thing. Um, Captain Boomerang has a has a speed force gauntlet for some reason. Yeah. Um, and like he only it, uses it to teleport. Yeah. I there's. We were joking when we were watching it. Um, how Harley seemed to just be swinging like Spider Man wherever she was. And it's just because she has a drone that's constantly above yeah. her. I, I, made, I was watching, I made the comment, I was like, what the fuck she's swinging off of? And Christian's like, just don't think about it. And then he made a comment, she's probably, she's, there's a drone up there she connects to. And then they fucking showed the drone later. He didn't know that. Oh, it's amazing. It feels yeah, like the, the movement had... is very weird. Like just Great watching that, I was like, this, the movement's this, yeah. row. But it's, this it's just even... doesn't feel right weirder than that because i feel like there was there was like i don't know quadruple jumps going on here yeah it was very yeah. floaty like ev- everyone left is to right and up and down and i'm like what is yeah that? everyone is you know 20 stories above the buildings chaining yeah. extra jumps and hovering there as they're shooting it feels like they had like they had the polygons all in place for the game and they're like ah, oh, well the way that this polygon figure moves we could probably like make harley fit that it's like mm-hmm. they had the the gameplay idea first, and then they put the skin over it all. Marvel there movie. wasn't an idea of like we're gonna have a game with Harley Quinn and King Shark, 
how would they play and build yeah. the game around the source? Yep. You might be right. I mean, it, it, it feels... Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, cause it's so opposite to what we know Rocksteady to be, because the, the one of the bigger gaming journal fucking memes came out of the Arkham games is that they make you feel like, like Batman. Batman. And yeah. they that's what they did achieve, is they, made, they created that a great set of mechanics and gameplay design decisions that really fed into the fantasy of playing as Batman. And this right. doesn't feel like it's doing that for the characters that are in there. So at least from what they've shown, it's well, just like, I'm the quippy character that, you know, and then I also have a gun. Like, so the, the weird <laughs> it'd be like giving people... Batman a gun in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. I mean, I feel like what, what this is, is they nailed down what Deadshot can do. Cause it, 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 <laughs> just it four, like four versions of Deadshot. Everyone yeah. feels like it makes you feel like Deadshot is, is what I think yeah. the meme is going to be in, in just, this game. Cause it's just the like, joke it, from yeah. just the joke from the suicide squad. It's like, no one can do anything like him. He can shoot. Well, he can do this. He can do that. Amazing. An assassin raised by his father to be an assassin next person exact same description you just you just said that i was one of a kind he does the exact same fucking thing <laughs> yeah it, it kind of is that though it, it yeah. seems like because all the things we're talking about they fit dead shot perfectly like we haven't even said his name until just yeah. now right like he uses a bunch of guns he has a jetpack, so it makes sense that he can like kind of do a lot of quadruple jump type things and be floaty right yeah but then everyone else is like well, let's just give, let's just make them do that too, but without the jetpack. It's yeah. so weird. I will be down if they put Peacemaker in this game, though. I, I play <laughs> that. I think that they would be. It's kind of wild that he's not already in it with how much uh, people like Peacemaker. Yeah. Mm. yeah. The real question is will they add him as DLC? They said there'd be DLC characters. Yeah, or well, I guess not DLC, just a, a continuous updates. That's right, continuous right. updates. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Long-term support. That's right. To our our living service. Yes. Yeah, I, went I well just, for Avengers. You, you you want to play Avengers? Is what you're saying? I said it went well for Avengers. Oh, so. mm. Avengers That's a good advantage. Mm. See, yeah, the that's the thing I've heard about Avengers is that it had an actually decent story. And that's my campaign was fine. Yeah, that's my worry with this. Is like I the story stuff they were showing off, I was interested. I like I want to see where this goes. Yeah, I want to kill fucking Superman. Yeah, I do not want to grind for assault rifle plus eleven (laughs) hundred to get. Yeah, they were why why are we borderlandsing this, man? Yeah. Loot. Yeah, they, they had like the Borderlands talking point. Like, there's so many guns. They showed that, like, that reel of just like yeah. flipping through all the guns. And it's like, I, I what? Why? Don't care. Uh, yeah, I really I just don't. want to beat people down. I remember, not remember manage my inventory. Uh, Rut will probably remember this. Remember when, and I know, I think it's still somewhat part of WoW, but remember when Gear Score was like the thing, like that they would yeah. measure people by? That was 20, 2008. So that was Witch King, right? Yeah, that's what, 2008, yeah. 2009. Like, We've been like a huge segment of the game population has been through this, and they all decided yeah, that's fucking stupid. We did this a decade ago, fifteen years ago, <laughs> and we're still doing it now. Yeah, yeah, and it it worries me too that there's also going to be a battle pass, which is like, what is? Yeah, you wh- get a this, this gun skin. It's got or like this character uh, skin, something. and a battle yeah. pass for you know maximum four player mm-hmm. multiplayer. Whereas like online game too, but always online. And it's, 
battle passes are good i think for something that you can kind of play continuously and it doesn't get repetitive but it sounds like that's what this, this is, is gonna, gonna get be real repetitive mean? real fast that's what they're <laughs> selling you that's what this is it's not gonna be repetitive it's like destiny people are gonna like to play it all the time and and the other mmo stuff and they said like each character if you play them as the main character or whatever has different story elements too so it's like i have to mm. play all of them over yeah. and over again to get Pat it out the for every once in a while you get to this scene but you get it from this person's perspective <laughs> right <laughs> that, whatever. that's what worries me too is stuff getting locked behind having to level characters well it's, it's that and then also they want this to be the kind of game where you like play the same save file all over and over you know yeah. what i mean like no I mean, you have to be really into WoW to have multiple accounts, right? But like, for the most part, you're gonna stick with one because you want to work on your guy. I'd say no, that's not true. No. <laughs> okay, Destiny. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say I had I had three characters that I rotated through raids. Yeah, I say it's pretty y'all, common. Y'all are a bunch of fucking nerds, then. <laughs> but we'll say as well. I'm not gonna like, say how many days I had in WoW. So. The, I it, don't either. It may just be that all of this equipment, like if there isn't a like a level for your character if everything is based on what gear they have it may be that after you get all of this high level gear with harley if you want to start playing as a deadshot that you can just use like those guns on different characters so i like there's a potential better way that they could speed up leveling like in in destiny you can create a new character and then give a whole bunch of the non-class specific equipment to your next character so that like just everything will go faster um but who knows yeah, if that's i understand understand like do. shared loot like and that's the reason why every character is a little similar is that they decided to do shared loot because they know that you're going to have to level a bunch of Damn. characters potentially yeah but see I mean, the like, whole story even in like a game like Diablo, right? Like the monk isn't going to pick up a crossbow from the demon hunter and be like, yeah, I can use this. Hmm. Right. It's true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, cause they just it, Avengers had already done that too. Cause they had different gear. They couldn't yeah. swap. Right. Like Hulk can't equip Iron Man's gauntlets or whatever and shoot lasers all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't know. It's I maybe we're being a little too uh, unfair and a little too skeptical. So we didn't see all that much really. We're making a lot of doing a lot of guesswork based on mm -hmm. stuff that we saw. But I think we're probably I mean we're probably fairly close. It's just but, the tracks yeah. the <laughs> track record of live service games the last couple of yeah. years has not been good. And I think a lot of us are just well it's crazy yeah. i said this when we had we were reacted to the state of play the other day and it's it's weird to me to have somebody like rocksteady and then like crystal dynamics for avengers who are very well known for a certain kind of game and then do not that at all right complete opposite of that <laughs> and i can understand where you're coming from and that maybe we're being a little harsh and making some guesses but i also think that it's just falling into that detriment of we've seen this game yeah. for years we've seen it's a different skin different characters or whatever but we've seen this exact gameplay loop for years now yeah so it's pretty easy to kind of guess at and where it makes you wonder go. too how much this factors into just the extended time period it takes to make these kind of games because they've been working on it forever yeah, yeah. like maybe they, they were too far into it. like well i guess we're committed now even though this is we're not really we're chasing a trend that's kind of people are getting tired of <laughs> mm -hmm. Because like yeah, Arkham Knight was 
14, 15? Like their last 16. Something. Yeah, it was around it was like that. 14, 15, something like that. Yeah. So it's it's been since then that we've seen anything from Rocksteady. And now it's this. Yep. Yep. Batman's dead. <laughs> He's dead not dead. Buried. Get the fight of Joker's dead. E-D. Yeah. Well, that's that Suicide Squad still coming May 26th. If you're into gear score and all that stuff, this, this is the one for you, maybe. The okay. numbers, numbers go up, game. Yep. It, it comes out, like, what, two weeks before Diablo 4, which is, like, the quintessential uh, uh, numbers go up game. Num- yeah. yeah. So, true. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll still see. Um, but if you want more of our thoughts in PlayStation State of Play, we have a video on our YouTube channel. Us reacting to it live. You can go check it out. Link is in the description in the show notes of this podcast. But now let's move on to talk about some games. Rut, you've been playing this uh, this game that I haven't heard of until you mentioned it called Dredge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was one that they dropped during Steam Next Fest. That I played the demo and was immediately like, all right, I need this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, so it's essentially a fishing game to where you are a fisherman returning to or coming to a place to fill the role of the old fisherman. Um, but there's kind of a twist in that um, when it gets dark, you don't want to be out fishing, but there's also like fish at night um, and kind of this eldritch horror type vibe where there's something lurking in the darkness um, there's a couple things that like if you're out there that'll happen and kind of startle you a little bit mm-hmm. uh, like giant ass fish monster coming up um, a new algorithm update from Google but at the same time it's also very delightful um, in terms of just very chill, you're basically just going around and fishing, trying to get specific fish for people or um, dredging for equipment uh, oh. to upgrade your ship. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I thought this was based on that character from that Carl Urban movie. Judge, 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 Judge Dredge. I guess it is if you mash the two words together, right? <laughs> Dredge. Uh, but yeah. I'm I'm about I've played about 20 hours. I've almost 100 percented it. Um, so it's not a super long game. I would say if you're just kind of playing through the story, 10, 12 hours maybe. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but uh, there's some stuff I can't talk about. But there's there's basically kind of your your core islands you start at. There's four each with like different types of fish you can catch or crabs. You can drop like crab pots, stuff like that. How do you catch fish? It's basically a QTE, um, sort of, um, to where like you've got a circle and there's different variations depending on the type of fish, but you kind of have to like time hitting specific green spots. Um, And there's also a twist in that like you can also catch like really fucked up fish. Um, like fucked up in what like, way? Like, go from like having two eyes to the entire face as an eye, and like uh. Uh, there's like essentially a Pokédex for fish, and um, you've got the normal versions, and then you've got the like mutated versions of them. Um, so it's kind of fun like... to wander around. Yeah, yeah. 
that seems like fun and it's like it's so it's primarily fishing is there primarily like... fishing there is a kind of main story you're following mm-hmm. uh, i can't say much other than you're basically trying to find specific items for a collector um mm. and you don't really know what they're for um so is this does it sort of have like that stardew valley vibe where you're in this cozy little town and part of the game is also just talking to the the villagers or whatever or is this primarily just like go fish come back basically go fish and and kind of find things out in the environment um so there's like quests that are called pursuits and you can kind of encounter like random people on tiny islands um help them with quests and they'll give you like either better gear or like something that contributes to the story um and then there's kind of a ship upgrade system to where you can get new kinds of rods to catch new types of fish or faster Mm -hmm. engines all that kind of stuff um and and there's also some things out there that i haven't figured out yet like there's these rocks that sometimes you go over to them and it's just like it doesn't respond to your touch and then there's other ones you go up to and it has like a riddle or something Mm. um so trying to figure like those types of things out um there's just lots of just small little things peppered in different places um is it a treasure uh, map first person third person top down what is it like the art style third person you are in your boat the whole time um, okay and so like talking to people in say greater marrow which is like the starting town you can talk to the the lighthouse keeper you can talk to the mayor and then there's like place to sell your fish or buy equipment upgrade boat all that kind of stuff nice. um, and then there's books you can find and read that improve your ability to fish mm-hmm. um the one thing that did take me by surprise as a completionist is that you can fail pursuits um and if you fail them there's nothing you can do to get the items that were tied to it um so like i don't know if i can talk about that one but like there's a you have like hole damage so early on you go to uh this town and somebody's like hey my son died in a shipwreck or whatever um and you on the opposite side of the island is a wreck that you can dredge you pull up an item that belonged to him Oh, I put it in the middle of my skeleton. ship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I put it in the middle of my ship. Hit a rock. That spot took damage, and I lost the item. And Forever. that was the end of the quest. <laughs> Woof! Wow. Yeah. So it's there's like, yeah, there's definitely like components to it. Like the darkness component, I think, is really interesting in that it hits like 7 p.m. starts to get dark, and you oh. have lights on the front of your ship. Mm. But those lights can only go so far. So there's been more than enough times that I'm just like yeeting my way through the darkness directly into a rock. Okay. Um, so and, and whole damage will, oh, no. uh, you can break your engines to where you're now going incredibly slow and puts you at even more of a chance to get taken out by whatever monsters in the darkness. Mm. So interesting. Yeah, it's a lot like of interesting it's, it's... components. Yeah, it sounds like it's balancing like cozy with horror almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So when you lost the item, did you go back to mom and be like, I swear I had it? I basically, swear. Well, yeah, you basically do. And oh, he's like, I'd be like, fuck that. I'm never talking to her again. Yeah. And then <laughs> you're just like, well, okay. And that's it. Um, oh, it's uh, just like pursuit failed. <laughs> rip. I'm, I'm surprised that you just haven't been like save spamming. <laughs> you can't. Oh. You can't save? Well, it, or is it like auto saving? So every mm. time you go to a dock and dock, it saves the game. If you sleep at the dock, it saves uh, your game. Mm. Um, so like if 
Yeah, you, you can, can kind you of can, save scum. Like, save scum that. Yeah, just. Yeah. just oh, I lost that item. Oh, yeah. Score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was there there was one that I I failed at that had a timing component to it, and I don't know when that timer expired. So even save scumming, uh, I could not get it. Yeah. So what Oof. happens if one of these uh, horrors get to you? Is it just like uh, fuck? I gotta run. Yeah, pretty much. And there's yeah. like a there's a panic component as well. So if you're out in the darkness for too long, um, there's like an overwhelming sense of dread. And as your oh, dread, dread goes oh. up, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> as your like dread or pan- or they call it panic, as that goes uh, up, you start to see more and more shit in the darkness. Uh, and then that is it a little starts getting more and more dangerous. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's unique. I. Yeah. And the story. I can't, should, I can't say much, say. but it's yeah. it's decent, yeah. In terms of kind of You're like this progressive for Cthulhu, thing. yeah. It's uh, it's worth the time, especially for I don't know what the price point's going to be, but for a you know ten to twelve hour, if you're just kind of going straight through, and twenty to twenty five ish, if you want a hundred percent, it's it's worth it's worth the time. Oh yeah, well that's Dredge. It's on. I saw it's on Steam coming to PC. Is it? Does it have mm-hmm. console releases too, or just PC for now? I think it's just PC for now, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, next month. Yeah, yeah March thirtieth. That's when March it comes 30th. out. Yeah. yeah. So we we got a month of lead time here. Yeah. I'm probably gonna replay uh, the whole thing again. So. Mm. Uh, Stretch, you've been playing Atomic Hearts, the, the hot game of the season. Atomic yeah. Heart. Did you oh, say it's that just, it is a crispy critter? As the dialogue is fucking wackadoo. Absolutely mm. bananas. Um, it's wild. Uh, it it sets itself up in the start in... Like, I mean, I know that there's been a lot of talk about whether it's like pro-Russia Russia propaganda kind of stuff. The way that it opens on this, like communist utopia russia is a superpower pushes so heavily the same kind of vibes as the start of bioshock infinite that it almost like it's a parody of itself Mm. it's the same way that bioshock infinite is like ah yes this is the perfect utopian like the way that comstock like ups it all and you're like oh everyone here is fucking deranged uh this is weird um and they really give you so little i've played like the first three four hours i have no clue what's going on um (laughs) i like i know that uh, i am i am some kind of important person who is trying to find uh this doctor i've got a, a glove that like has tentacles on it in my hand that let me do like the the different abilities powers Plasmids. Start off with just like a, a sh- yeah, plasmids, plasmids. Yeah, you get like the shock power at the very start of the game, and it works okay on the robots. Um, I hear he's and also then yelling kind of, at it a lot. He yells at his glove a lot. Yeah, he does yell at his glove a lot. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of weird, weird dialogue. Chris, people calling each other crispy critters. Um, a a vending machine that uh, tries to assault you. Um, sexually there's sexually assault. Just, just yeah. a mimic. Yeah. 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 A certain there, kind of mimic. And it is very strange that like that was happening. And I was, you know, I was chatting with people at the same time that I was playing. 
And I was kind of like, oh God, I've got to, like, I need to upgrade my stuff, but I just don't want to upgrade my stuff because those convert, like the dialogue is so fucking awkward. Um, but, but like already three hours into the game that has stopped. And now, you know, it's no longer referred to as the thing it was originally referred to. Now it's just computer and there's nothing more to it. So mm. something happened there that I somehow missed. But now at least like that's not something that I need to worry about. I've heard of there's other like weird sexualization stuff with the robots that I will, you know, potentially get to later. Yeah, because um, I've been seeing shots of like it's like those twin robot women that yeah. have no faces because all they yeah. need are the, the big boobs, right? Like that's all they are in the game. Well, apparently, because one dude put that side by side with other PlayStation like yeah. and made this comparison. And I was like, dude, they're robots. Yeah, that says more about you than them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like in terms of in terms of gameplay, it's it's fun. Um, good, pretty good shooting. Um, the the melee combat is surprisingly good. Um, I like the powers. Um, all of the I've been playing it on computer. All of the keyboard controls are a little bit weird. Like using your power is V, um, mm. which like you want to be you want to be using that a lot, and it's just a bit odd. Um, is there something different tied to F? Uh, I think F is the interact, mm. but E is like nothing. Um, so could throw it on there. Yeah. Um, but so far it's just kind of been like, oh, I'm, I'm pursuing this scientist and kind of after I got out of like the main intro sequence where all the robots go crazy, where I got into this secret bunker lab, um, it's just been a whole bunch of very video gamey fetch quest kind of stuff. Like I get to a room where there's a giant laser gate. It's like, oh no, to get through the laser gate, you need to to get these four canisters filled up and you can fill them up in each of these four different rooms. And like one of the rooms is where they have all of like the, the energy goop that powers the robots. So there's like a puzzle with that. And the other room mm -hmm. is very hot and that's the thermal lab. And so you need to do stuff to cool it down. And then there's another room that is like the, the biochemistry room where all of the humans have been infected by these weird bat things. And they've got like plant-like heads, very clicker-like. Mm -hmm. um, and they're kind of like zombies shambling towards you. So take those out. And it's just a very video gamey ass video game uh, yeah like my impression of this game just i haven't played it it's just you know discourse right just based on that is it feels very like what if you were not a gamer in the mid 2000s and thought of the most derogatory idea of a male power fantasy for a video game it would kind of be this that's the vibe i get out of it so uh so far i'm not sure that I would say that there's much male power fantasy, but maybe it's just like if you were to take all of like the sexism that you hear about and just throw that sexism into it, it's like, I don't feel powerful in this world. The fact that more robots have assaulted me than anything else is kind of like, I, you know, I just feel like a, a cog in the world. Mm. But yeah, like the weird, chauvinism i don't i don't know there's 
I, I definitely get get where you're coming from with that. It's weird. Um, I'm I'm gonna keep playing a bit more of it, checking out how it is if it continues to be very bland video gaminess for gaminess sake. Um, I do agree. It definitely feels like an early 2000s game, um, like that kind of quintessential uh, story FPS for like the PS3 or the 360. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it's also very, been like, interesting seeing both like the difference in our opinions versus it having a very positive rating on Steam with 9,000 people rating it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's definitely found its audience. Yeah, it's because, like, I think everybody in Slack who has played it largely had the same reaction as Sam did, like, score wise, Mm -hmm. Um, which does not align at all with Steam reviews. Can I ask, Stretch, have you gotten to the scene where they say the Spanish Inquisition? Because Sam has been talking about it, and I just, I don't, as far as I, I don't believe that I have. There's definitely been some weird crispy critter comments or like other dialogue that's just like come out of nowhere. Um, I don't really, I don't, not only do I not understand my character's place in the world, I don't think that I understand what my character's personality is um, because of how very serious military it will very quickly flip to calling someone a crispy critter or some other weird term Mm -hmm. um i've not heard the spanish inquisition line yet maybe that will be my my check mark of like Mm -hmm. i will wait until i hear this line and then i will decide if i want to keep playing or not (laughs) fair because yeah i haven't even heard people talk about like oh the ending is worth it or anything like there there hasn't really been much discourse about where the story goes it's pretty consistently Mm -hmm. just like yeah the writing in this is really yeah either bad or weird it's it's one of those two you know, sometimes both. it's it's like the level of like cringe of trying to be funny, but just trying to like shotgun method pepper one off jokes and lines instead of creating a a voice mm. for any of the characters. Mm. So, yeah, but it's on Game Pass, so pass, <laughs> I didn't yeah. buy it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's free asterisk, right? Yes. <laughs> I've got it downloaded as well. I was gonna play a little bit this afternoon. Mm. Does does it being on Game Pass kind of lend itself further to the communist ideal? Is Game Pass <laughs> communism? Let's discuss. <laughs> Take that scene from uh, The Last of Us at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. What's <laughs> well, not communist? Yes, it is. We're a commune. <laughs> <laughs> what we do. <laughs> That was such a good line. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Atomic Heart. If you've been enjoying it, I'm I'm glad you're having fun. I'm glad you're having fun with the the writing in it. <laughs> Seems real weird from the outside looking in. Um. Well, let's start going inside looking out now. Much like the PSVR two, we're about to check in. Inside out tracking. It's the new PlayStation VR machine. Uh. Otten, you got yours in the mail a day before yeah. me because I only got the charging station that day, which was pretty cool. 10 out of 10 would play with it again. Yes. Um, My charging station also pretty red. I would recommend it. Yes. Uh, but yes, PSVR 2. How are you How are you feeling? Because this is like your first VR, right? First VR. Um, it is very cool. Uh, I think one of the its biggest selling points is how seamlessly easy it is to use. 
and to set up it's literally plug it in and ta-da, like I mean, just a little bit of setup but yeah yeah and that's yeah you, you know, you're regular going through a menu and i think there was a, a very small like firmware thing or some update to do and then i i had it going in 10 minutes mm-hmm. yeah i found it really neat how i just like it it scans the room around you. You just have to look yeah. around. You're still yeah, that's pretty it. rad. Yeah, like how you set up the play area so it knows, you know, where you can and can't go, where you should and shouldn't go so you don't run into stuff. You literally are just looking around with the headset because it's got cameras built into it. Um, and it works super well. I haven't had any problems with it, like, fucking up and not know, like, not knowing it's been dead on every time when I've, like, mm. run up against the wall of the, the virtual wall I've set up. Um. It is just, it is very cool, very comfortable, easy to use, looks good. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it is pretty comfy. I was uh, kind of surprised, and because like I've done two three hour sessions so far, yeah, and like it hasn't been too, nah. you know, like fatiguing or anything. No, it's I was just it's amazing how lightweight it is too. It yeah, it's like nothing. I, mean, I think I still after those sessions, like I think my neck started to get sore because I think, you know, you're just naturally kind of counterbalancing a, a thing on your face. Yeah. Um, the only tracking issue I've run into, and this this might just be like where I live, but like the sun hits my living room in a way. Oh. Where I think the lighting of the sun when it's like reflecting off the TV fucks with the tracking. So Probably. I have to keep the blinds on or the blinds closed. That makes sense. Yeah, because I think it is pretty heavily influenced by the light. Like when you first set it up, it, does, it says, hey, set up your room and you're like how the light's going to be when you play this because it, it bases it off of that. Right. So like when when I had the blinds open, my right, specifically my right controller was just like not moving um, correctly, which was bummer. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, they know that a gamer's best environments is in pitch dark. Yes. Uh, you know, you yeah. put it on and they recommend, hey, maybe you can like set this up in your mother's basement or just uh, go to just like a dark hovel. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying yeah. to, it's, I mean, the haptic stuff's been pretty neat actually on mm. it. Like when the, it, the, the headset will move also and vibrate and do yeah. things. Uh, which sounds weird and gimmicky, but it, like it works actually, <laughs> like mm-hmm. weirdly. Head vibration, yeah. yeah. Head vibrates. The two controllers vibrate. So yep. mm-hmm. yeah, the, the controller's got all the stuff that DualSense does, the, the triggers and all that. Mm-hmm. I think that um, those triggers. Does it just um, does it track the rest of your fingers or just what yes. you're doing with? Well, yeah. I noticed it only at least in Call of the Mountain, it only tracks your your two first two fingers and your thumb. I haven't noticed it tracking my pinky or ring finger. Yeah, it doesn't get it doesn't do all five fingers. I think it does okay. your uh, like the grip it does the on, important ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all those will uh, even like very minimally. Like I noticed it in some games. Like I'm not like if I have my thumb and I'm just resting it on, let's say like the what would it be the the square and triangle on your left hand, and it's mm-hmm. just it's just touching it, not pressing it in. It will re- it will the handle the the thumb will move in the game. Mm-hmm. Like it, it gets that sensitive to it. Right now. Um, I find the controls really easy to use too. They're comfortable. I don't have a problem with them. It's yeah. a little weird at first to get because you have to split. Okay, you have X and O on one side and square and triangle on the other side. That's very weird. But you, you kind of get used to it. And like, yeah, it's actually pretty seamless. Yeah, and you have to rewire your brain to play VR games differently than um, yeah. 
like true, oh, true, true, non VR games anyway. So it all kind of feels seamless. Once you get going, yeah. Um, the only thing I've noticed that is a pain point, well, not even a pain point, it's just like occasionally annoying for me, is uh, I do have big glasses. So, like, fitting them into uh, the headset, it it's like not the worst, but yeah. there are t- like there are times where like it just gets a little bit um, uncomfortable. Bummer. Uh, yeah. Which, On the sides? That's what's crazy is. Well, go ahead. Yeah, it's more like it's it's pushing my glasses like into my nose bridge because like it's, it's got to get so close. Yeah. Um, does it not have like the the forward backward it, and there's just like not enough space? It it does have the forward backward. So I guess I could just like push it back a little more, but then like it, yeah. it creates a vignette effect around the sides of your vision, which yeah, yeah. yeah. I would really, but, I would really love to see a VR headset uh, be able to do like your standard glasses test like see the yeah. see the house in the balloon on the field mm. um and and like factor that in like a user profile mm. um i think that That'd would be, be really wild if yeah. it could just like change because it's you're like the screens are right there and yeah. it would just all be about changing that focal point or rotating shifting the image to to factor in for your own like uh, uh, prescription, or yeah, yeah, if you could even just like feed it your prescription, um, yeah, and if it, if it could alter accordingly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've never wanted to get contacts, but this is the first time where I'm like, hmm, maybe. You know what's crazy is you mentioned that is that I get from what I was reading is that I don't have glasses, so I don't I haven't had run mm-hmm. into that, but I was uh, a lot of people were saying this is one of the roomier headsets for them it's actually mm-hmm. pretty good for it by and large in comparison to most others mm-hmm. um but yeah, i know that is a, a, a problem yeah i mean i've, I've played the meta quest 2 before yeah. and like that one wasn't that bad either for the glasses like I, i'm not saying this is like awful like if you have glasses you will be yeah. fine i think it might just be some of the games i'm playing too like i've been playing ragnarok which is very just like energetic like you're you're hitting virtual drums to the beat so I'm like yeah. definitely swaying my head a lot more. And I think that just might be like messing with the of the yeah, slaps. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that is nice about it, there's a lot of adjustment that you can make between the, the periscoping and there's a little tracker to the, the distance between the two lenses. You can move those. Oh yeah. Like left and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I have found like if you, if you adjust your headset or whatever, like, like, so, like your nose, you gotta itch your nose or something like that. Like you do have to make sure to put it in that same spot. Cause it's the focus will be all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise and it'll hurt your eye. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't had a problem with it. Like moving when I'm playing something though. And like, Oh shit. No, I can't, I have to adjust it back to where it was. Cause you can get it to where it's pretty snug and not uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it was only for Ragnarok just because of how how much I was moving. With Call yeah. of the Mountain, not as much. Well, but, we'll talk. You get to yeah. a point where you're going to be moving a lot more. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's let's talk. Let's talk about Call of the Mountain then. That's yeah. like the premiere, the tech the demo, if you will. The, the app, the killer app. Yeah. Yes, it's what Sony wants the killer app to be. Call yeah. of the Mountain. You are further in it than me. How are you enjoying this? I it's fine. Mm-hmm. what's the um, story in relation to like the rest of the universe are you at aloy or no no okay you play as uh, much reyes reyes Re- yeah something like that who sounds weirdly sometimes like keanu reeves everyone's home like right? is that yes i thought it's it was not. keanu it's too not. it's not but, it, but <laughs> every once in a while i'm like damn he's channeling keanu big you time. just go whoa 
Yeah. <laughs> kind of though, yeah. <laughs> if we played a clip, you'd be like, "That's not Keanu." Yeah. Uh, but it's—I don't know how much you care about Horizon Lord, but you basically play as a Karja guy who the Karja are like a tribe that everybody fucking hates because they're all about warring and like all, mm-hmm. all that matters to them is physical strength. So everybody's like, "Yeah, they kind of fucking suck because they just want to fight you all the time." Like <laughs> we don't like them that much. Um, and you play as one of them that gets captured and your brother has defected from the Karja and is working with, uh, back in the, the sun kingdom from the original game. You're back in the, you haven't gone West yet. This is before mm-hmm. Aloy goes West is when this okay. takes place. Uh, so before the second game, um, and he goes off to do a thing and doesn't return. And if you want to win your freedom because you've been captured as a dirty Karja tribal guy, person, it's not it's not that racist I'm, that doesn't go that way but uh you have to go find your brother and other people essentially yeah. i'm okay. sure there's more that more shit will start happening at some point like it'll become a bigger deal of something you find something out but family fetch quest tm more or less yeah I mean, I can't say I'm only two levels in, so I don't have much of the story. I, I wouldn't say I'm like super invested in the story yet. I think I'm just more interested in the, the VR-ness of it all yep. and the gameplay of it and all that. I have a question for you. Did you. So for the movement, are you swinging your arms or are you doing it the old swinging my Swinging my arms because yeah, they give you two options. It's swing your arms or use the left stick, you know, kind yep. of more traditionally weirdly like it feels super weird and like picturing yourself just sitting there moving your arms up and down is really funny mm-hmm. um but it becomes very natural at some point to me it did anyway yeah felt, it felt kind, kind of, of just normal i mean are you playing sitting or standing standing yeah, same so when you're yeah. standing like there were times where i was swinging my arms and also like trying to step with it yeah. like not actually moving forward but you know like yeah. like just walking in Shifting place kind the of weight. worked out pretty yeah, well yeah and it and it, it really works. It's surprisingly, yeah. I wouldn't say completely seamless, but like, no. but it, it feels natural. Like it's yeah. very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it opens really cool. It gives you basically your own little Disneyland ride uh, on a canoe as the various machines around you are starting to fuck shit up. Yeah, and from like that opening trailer or that first trailer they showed yeah. off. It's, yeah, it's like where, where like the long neck is stepping over you and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the really Jurassic cool. it's Park theme is playing for it. some reason. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, it was really cool though. Like if it's it's part of it, I know it's to uh, dazzle you with how cool it looks and how because it does look really nice. And within the headset, mm-hmm. it looks really nice. It felt like a Disney park like a yep, disney that theme very beginning design. definitely did and that's what yeah. i was telling like my parents i'm like i was like dad like your mom like you might just, just sit and watch this part mm-hmm. because you probably mm-hmm. think it's pretty fucking cool like yeah they don't play games but um gives you the at tech least up demo and, yes yeah. absolutely like up until the the boat sinks maybe then yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. that shit starts going down but right. um uh can i ask how do you how do you feel about the climbing i dig it I think it could reduce it some. So there's a lot of climbing in it and it's a lot of reaching up to grab shit and move mm-hmm. around and think it's, I don't know. Uh, I think I could see why someone would be like, I don't want to do this. This is boring, but it's very like, I don't know. It's kind of Zen to me a little bit. You're just going yeah. through the thing. I kind of enjoy doing it. You're looking around um, like, and you can just do, you freely move your head around and look at shit below you and around. I don't know. I've liked it. Yeah. I, I, I thought you had any, have you had any vertigo feelings yet? No. Yes. 
I, I haven't. I could, um, I could see why someone would, because there's time you look and it's you're really fucking uh, far down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime there's climbing, it, yeah. de- it definitely. I can has believe their this would be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, how sword and sorcery kind of messed me up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like the, the climbing can definitely fuck you up because if because there's like one climb on the second level it's like it's like a one of the legendary climbs or whatever so you're like really high up and like you can go look down and see where you started and you're like fuck me i started yeah. there you know and like, i climbed <laughs> yeah. that much or there's like one where you're um like in a traditional video game it'd, it'd be like there's a very thin plank and you're trying to walk along it and keep your balance and the yeah. game doesn't have a mechanic where it's like keep your balance but I think just naturally, I kind of felt like, oh shit, I gotta, gotta be careful yeah. here, you know, because yeah. like it just makes you feel more immersed in it. It does. That's yeah. one thing I, li- I do like about the climbing is that there's a um, a great um, spatial awareness of stuff that's going around. Because it's not simply like I'm climbing a rock face. I'm just one like a ladder. I'm not just doing that. Like there could be something way over here. I got to go grab this vine or whatever to then pull myself over here. Like it's very mm-hmm. 3d all around you. It's not, it's not like super simply just doing this down. the whole time. Yeah. Um, it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Do. And there were, t- there were times where I even wanted to like, just feel myself being more immersed in it where like if i was hanging on a vine because you could totally just like pull it up so your like chin yeah. or like not chin your, like your chest height and it's like yeah. okay sure i'm sure there are some people who like have the core strength and arm strength to just continuously do that and shimmy over a vine but then i like just naturally started putting my arms up as if i were like hanging off the vine yeah. instead i don't know that felt kind of interesting to do that yeah yeah, it's been the VR is so fucking cool. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm super pumped with how well this is working. Um, mm-hmm. And if you have vertigo problems, it'll only get worse for you because things get wild with the climbing. Perfect. Um, I mean, it's called the mountain, right? You're making yeah. just like leap of faith jumps with those pickaxes that so right for oh, yeah. you build these pickaxes to like stick into the wall and you're having to hold them and fucking stick in you'll slide down and nice. then climb your way up the wall um oh, and there's cool. these big jumps where you're falling for a minute and mm. <laughs> until you grab something say with that there's uh eventually you get a um it's like a grapple hook gun that you pull yourself and it'll swing and you have to swing yourself and then grab a rope mm. and stuff like that midair um it's really I could do that fucking some people up. <laughs> Definitely good. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool though. I mm-hmm. it's really neat. I'm sure there's more stuff. I we're still we're both of us are pretty early on in it. Um, I'm sure there's more mechanics that will get added into to that. Mm-hmm. I want to ask, how do you feel about the combat, the arrows, the bow? Um, shooting the bow is really cool. Yeah. Works pretty pretty well. Uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, and I guess you could, I have not tried it without the, so one of the big things that I guess we didn't mention with PSVR 2, it's got the eye tracking that actually mm. works pretty well. Like yeah. you're looking in a menu, it'll track where your eyes are going and it'll just, you can select that thing without having to like move your head mm-hmm. at all. And so a part of, uh, with Call of the Mountain is they have uh, like aim assist that's also, that is uh, set up with the eye tracking. So like mm-hmm. maybe your hand movements aren't quite there, but you're looking, it knows what you're looking at and it'll do some aim assist with that i haven't tried it with that off so maybe i fucking suck but (laughs) but it works pretty well yeah that's that's really cool yeah 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 it it is a lot of fun to just kind of because you uh like it's when you're just walking around you don't have the bow in your hand you just bring either hand up like behind your shoulder and hold the trigger to pull out out the bow which yeah. like that feels pretty cool. Not gonna yeah, lie, just, like, and you can that. like you could turn it off too with the, but you could, that's how you pull your arrows out too and put right. Them in. Yeah, you have to bring up your other hand to like pull it other. Yeah, off the yeah. your shoulder. 
yeah, it, it feels pretty nice to just kind of use the bow and arrow. I, I mean, I know there are a lot of other VR games that have used it because I, I, you know, I think that's just one of the more inherently like motion based mechanics that are that you can just easily translate into VR. So, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I think combat. So I think you've really only fought the, uh, I always forget the name of the fucking birds, the birds, the uh, Glinthawks. Glinthawks, Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all right. It's a lot of like you're shooting and then you have these movements, uh, like a short little dodge and then a big dodge. And it's based on how you move your hands mm-hmm. and hold and what buttons, buttons you're holding. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's pretty basic right there. It kind of feels a little on rails cause you're in this small little platform and you're just moving back and left and right, essentially dodging their shit and shooting at them. Yeah, you can't move uh, freely. Yeah, it's it's not easy. It took a while. I was like, fuck, it's taking a long fucking time to kill these bastards. <laughs> um, and like you have the stuff like from the game where you have the like fire arrows and lightning arrows, mm-hmm. and so you can swap those out. It's like if you flip the the bow on its side and select the different kind of arrow. Right, and you have to uh, craft the arrows yourself too by like putting the things yeah. together. Yeah. It's, it's really uh, it's not a big thing but it's just an, another neat little interactive thing where you're putting the canister here and the arrowhead and the flight and stuff mm-hmm. on it yeah i think i found myself with because uh there's just something about vr that that brings out the the childishness i mean where it's like i want to break the game if i can yeah. um mm-hmm. so like there, there's a scene in the beginning where you're like you're captured right like after the first mission and that's where the the sun king kind of you know blackmails you into doing stuff for him before you find your brother yeah. and while they're lecturing you or like you know talking about what do we do with this guy you're just standing there you can't move but you can like move your head around and look around and you can move your hands and so at first I, I noticed that when you like look at different characters, sometimes they'll like stop what they're doing and look at you, which I feel like yeah. that was weird because like we naturally as humans do that. Like we can sense it's when people are react, looking at us yeah. and we yeah. turn to look back at them. Right. So I was like, that was cool. But then my favorite part is you can slap the NPCs kind of <laughs> while they're yeah. talking. Yeah. I thought you were going to bring that up or just put your hand like finger in their face and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, get away. They, like, they back like up. They, they, yeah. Like, they, like, if the, the Sun King was like talking to Aloy and he's like, you know, eyes locked on her, like, you know, eye contact, full discussion. And then I put my hand near his face and he looks at my hand instead. Yeah. It's just really funny to do that. Like, they're having yeah. a serious discussion and you're just like, just waving your arms around like a fucking dumbass. The fuck's it's, wrong with this guy? It's endlessly <laughs> yeah. fun to like just pick up shit and throw it. Like I don't yes. need that anymore. Get the fuck out of here! And like, <laughs> yep, I don't need you. Yeah, like like in the in the first two levels, they just litter. Like there's maracas and drums, yeah, drums and, like, and stuff. tambourines. You know, just all sorts of fun stuff like that. I yeah. think one thing I did is um, I, this kind of blew me away in terms of tech. But so there's a bunch of plates and um, vases and like a yeah. cup, right? Like a pretty big cup. You can you can grab all those, smash them, right? So I smashed the plates, it broke into pieces, and you can't pick up the pieces, but you can use another plate to sweep them. And I swept them into the cup, and it would like actually go into the cup and stay there. And like you could you yeah. could swing the cup around, and like you hear it jingling, which is like that's kind of neat. There's neat stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say so with that. If you were not uh, super interested in that combat. Um, I know at some point you're gonna fight a Thunderjaw. I think that's how the game ends, and that's Probably. gotta be fucking wild. I don't know what's gonna happen there. But, Lots of dodging. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. So at this later one, you fight three scrappers, mm. and those are the like you know 
tigery guys that have yeah. the lasers on the back of the like they can shoot a laser beam on the off their back. Fuck that, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like you're in this big area, you can run around and you have to dodge and there's three of them at once and they're shooting lasers and how they, you can dodge them by like bending back and down. Mm-hmm. So you're doing that a bunch moving around dodge and you have to grab the thing like it was afterwards was like fucking hey that's a workout (laughs) like you have to move a ton Mm. at all times because there's so much stuff happening to you because it's not simply just dodging it's moving your body at this at the same time to then then do a the quick dodge movement where you're swinging your arms, bend backwards, go grab another fucking arrow, shoot that the guy. <laughs> and you're constantly grabbing arrows because you have to shoot him so many fucking times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds fun, honestly. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards, I was like, "Damn, that was a lot." I don't know. That was only like the second real combat encounter. What the fuck is next? Mm. <laughs> yeah, if know. you like that type of movement and gameplay, pistol whip is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, like literally dodging bullets, smacking them out of the way. Um, yeah. I, it looks like it's coming to PSVR too, so definitely check yeah, that out. It is. Yeah, no, I think Call of the Mountain is. Uh, I don't. I, I wouldn't say you have to drop everything, go out and buy a PS5 and PSVR two to play it. No. So far, like I don't think it's that killer app e. No. But if you're already getting the PSVR two, I think it is a no brainer. Get absolutely get it. Call of the Mountain, yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. And I know that like some complaints with uh, VR titles that they're a little hollow. Like they do the one thing, and that they do the one thing. Like that's mm-hmm. it. This has got a lot of video gamey stuff where you can get a little sidetracked. There's little collectible things. There's things to off the beaten path stuff to do, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and you've also been playing another game, right? For review. Played a couple of games. Mm couple one i'll talk about very briefly they have that nfl quarterback game fucking dog shit oh (laughs) it's pretty bad like i'm playing i'm like boy i wish someone with a real budget would make this Mm. uh even as bad as it is it's pretty fucking rad like is is that like you're you're a quarterback are you yeah like you're in the huddle and then you're hiking the ball and like a part of me is like fuck how do these quarterbacks see fucking anything because like a huge lineman are standing in front of me i can't fucking see where to throw the fucking thing and like but like when a when a pass connects it is one of the coolest fucking feelings Mm. (laughs) when it works out uh so i just wish someone would make a better game because it's pretty bad uh, like there's so the animations are bad people are running weird places like it runs real slow and the anim- yeah, there's just a lot of not good things happening with it but mm. hopefully they would someone does a cooler one in the future because the idea is so cool it is very just fun get ea to do it just yeah. add it on to madden it's pretty rad <laughs> madden 24 vr yeah like this one it's like you, you're not you're not looking at rosters it's the stats that tracks are basically yours and other quarterbacks mm. There, there's not like ratings for whatever if you know a certain player to play this way don't expect them to do that in this game mm-hmm. it's basically they're just there's a number and a name yeah <laughs> right uh kind of thing but they have put skins around a polygon i say all that i am going to first. continue to play it and i cannot wait to sit win super bowl with it <laughs> Fair. um and then you had what was it the clockwinder? Uh, I have the last clockwinder, and that that might be one of the coolest games I've played. Period. Mm. Let alone VR. 
it has so i was thinking about how to describe it in the uh it has, i think some of the coolest moments in games um it gives you a similar feeling to this if like I've, uh, i don't know um if people enjoy magic or whatever like as a kid maybe or even now where you see someone pull off something you're like how the fuck did they do that mm. or whatever and there's a magic feeling, magic not magic the gathering magic. yeah yeah no like like magicians um <laughs> yes. and like the, the coolest stuff is the stuff that happens outside of the magician's hands like they do it in an audience member's hands or like they're they seem outside mm-hmm. of it and you're extra like how in the what in the fuck like there's a certain magic to it that feeling of like that's amazing is last clockwinder you're not pulling off magic stuff but i it was the closest I was like yeah it feels that amazing when you get when something works just right mm. um, this looks really cool there's a lot of like little eureka moments that you have that are my favorite things in in any medium reading or whatever when you piece something together or when it's just you fucking around and you figure something out it's all about that so there's a lot of fluff about the story. Like it's, I don't know what the deal is with this clock <laughs> and what the deal is with this tree. Like it, you're there's, there's needed to be a clock winder there forever. Cause I guess someone's got to wind the fucking clock and some lady's like, fuck that. I need to automate this shit. Why does someone need to be here all the time? <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> and so, uh, you get these, you get the ability to just create these little automatons that, uh, mimic the movement you just made. Like you press a button and then whatever movements you make, it will then make those movements. Mm. And so you, it's kind of like puzzly. Yes, it's puzzly, and you place them down in a, a somewhere. But like, I'm still pretty early in it. But like, the early one is you're wanting to grow these fruits that grow really quickly and throw them into this bucket thing that you then collect them, and that's used kind of as a currency. But like, there's a board on the side that'll say you're producing 15 a minute or whatever, and you can try to get that to be a lot higher. And you have different goals to make to make it quicker. Um, but what's really neat about it is they're placed around the room and you plant, set the plant in, you make a little automaton and like, par, like the way I've done, I'm sure people can get, do other things. I'm just like, I'm just fucking hucking these things in that, that bucket that you have to put them in. And so mm-hmm. at some point though, you'll have like six or seven that you're like, some are pretty close, some are far away. So you have to keep trying as you're trying to mimic this animation that this thing's got to grab the fruit then pull it back and then just heave it into the thing. And I don't know why like doing that over and over again was so <laughs> fun. Like you're constantly making these shots and then you get to just stand back and look at all these little robots doing your movement and just chucking these roots into this bucket. Mm. Um, but it gets a lot more complicated than that. And like later, uh, later on you have to, um, you run out of the ability, like these seeds you find to plant those plants, you have to make more seeds and you have to like um, have one that uh, basically build molecules. Like you take one fruit, this thing that sticks them together, stick it to another one and stick a third one. And it has to pass that off to another one that to me, I just have them fucking heave it into this smasher thing. And then I have to have another one that smashes it and then produces the seeds. And then another one that catches the seeds and tosses the seeds in the bucket. Sounds so like you're you're el- in VR. you're elaborately putting these things together, but it's a lot. It's all physics stuff where you're like chucking stuff to yourself and like having to time that correctly and time it to when he's smashing it correctly so that the thing goes in to smash them and it's not missing the hole. Mm-hmm. And then you have to make sure you can catch the seeds out of midair and then have them throw over. It's I don't know it, when it was- when it pieces together, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say the same thing as you, Rob. It sounds like Factorio, but instead of like 
you building conveyor belts and stuff like you are the conveyor belt. Yep. Yes. Um, Your history. My, is my, my, yeah. Like uh, I, I'm looking at the steam page and seeing some of like the different movements that are being made quite simply knowing that, that you can like let stuff go and throw stuff. Um, yeah. That kind of like extra level of physics uh, sounds really cool. Uh, this it's is really neat, and it gets. I know it gets more complicated because eventually I've I've recently unlocked the ability to like the whatever you the loop that they're on for the animation. Mm -hmm. I think it's it could be one, two, or three seconds or something. Like you can change that, so that will factor into you know how fast they produce something or how fast they need to grab something. Is it going too quickly or whatever? Like it seems like it can get very complicated. Mm. And the idea is that you're 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 producing these this currency, which are basically these seeds and and fruits and whatever, and those are used to unlock more areas you go to. Although you don't really go to areas, it's weird. You have a globe in there, mm -hmm. and you unlock the ability to go somewhere. But what it does is the center of the room that just goes away, and a new part of the room comes up. Just like mm. a, it's like, like an escape room, but yeah. So you never really changes. leave your area. You just bring new shit to you. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a that's a it's fun pretty, VR trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like something that could be pretty interesting to play with. It's kind fantastic of, yeah. so far. Yeah, it's that's really cool. Yeah, this mm. looks really cool. Yeah, I, I think I might well, grab it. Sounds, it. Bought. Um, sounds like PSVR two is a is a pretty solid launch. I think so. I think a lot of people have been criticizing like the the whole it can't back compat, which mm. I can understand as someone who is who owned a vr1 and is jumping into vr2 but i think mm -hmm. you know for our use case scenario it's like the first vr machines both yeah. of us are owning it's pretty solid launch i think there's a lot of there's a lot variety. of stuff there yeah yeah like i've been playing ragnarok i'm not gonna get too deep into it but i'm gonna have a review up early this week um you can check out if you're curious but it is pretty fucking cool it's metal rock music rhythm game you just hit some drums to the beat it, it's very rock band drums e but in vr so that that Sweet. is like perfect like rhythm game i mean like while well, we don't have beat saber right play this instead yeah. it works pretty well um i think there's another one out there like synth riders which is another vr rhythm game that i want to check out as well and then of course that one didn't click with me as much as pistol whip and beat saber mm, interesting okay yeah, I was bummed that uh, Moss Book One's not out yet for VR two. You can play Book oh, Two, but not Book One. But not Book One that I saw hmm. on the. I hope thing. they bring Car Carnage Chronicles to it for you, like true yeah. dungeon crawler. Mm. Yeah, there's lots of stuff that uh, I guess it'll all depend on how successful and these people feel it's worth the money mm. to right. do it. But, yeah, because there's um. There's quite a few things in the pipeline to, in terms of like the next three months or so. Like there are yeah. things coming to it, but it's kind of hard to see what is this going to look like in a year. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll find out. I think if a lot of the games that have done well on Steam can easily port over, that's the big one is they got to get Half Life Alex at some point. That is, if there is yeah. a killer app for VR, that is it. Mm. Um, and that's just it's they got to figure out something to get it on there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That, that seems like a weird thing to be locked. And especially because it uses so much of the index specific controller stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's perfect for, for PlayStation um VR two, but like I know that like I have a Vive and I've got like the old Vive controllers and I could play Alex, but I know that that's not like the way that you want to play Alex. 
the yeah. optimal quote unquote. Way. Yeah. Yeah. So the, this uh, is... the index controllers are very different in terms of what they can feel like yeah. finger wise. It's so, pretty cool. So like, yeah, PSVR two would be a great place for Alex to go next if they want to keep pushing it. So hopefully. I hope so. Yeah, that's up to Valve at this point, right? Yeah. 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 So we'll see what happens there. But I think that is a wrap on this week's episode of the Tech Raptor Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. And if you did, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube and let us know in the comments down below, either on YouTube or on our site. Have you picked up a PSVR 2? And if so, what games are you playing or looking forward to getting? Just let us know down below. Uh, if you want more content from us, we're always publishing news, reviews, features, etc. at techraptor.net. Um, but if you want more of this show, we will be back in your feed next Monday. Stretch? I will say as well, um, if you are one of the people who listen to our podcast as soon as it comes out um, on the day that it releases, the 27th, um, Christian and I will be live on YouTube chatting about Pokemon, watching the Pokemon Presents as it as it kicks off at 9 a.m. EST. Um, so that's for, for the very early adopters. Um, if you miss that, then it will be up on the YouTube to check out. Yeah, that is 6 a.m. Pacific. Jesus. Well, not, I will not be watching. <laughs> I'm so right, excited, we'll guys. Yeah, we'll I will be Pokemon sleeping. Mm. I will see you guys next Monday. We'll